Macarion to Stokes, who's onside. Wide out. Here's Sims to put Stokes this from Southampton. They could finish the job here. It's Shane Long, and he has done it. Just a minute to play. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an episode of the Saints FC podcast. Uh, it is me, John Bailey. You may rec- remember my voice from previous episodes, although not that many into the recent ones. I've managed to extract a man from a pizza-making party, um, but you probably best know him as the pirate of St. Mary's. I've got William Porteous Blythe on the line. William, how the devil are you? I'm smashing. As always, absolutely tip top. I mean, every Saints fan right now is on cloud nine uh, and I am I'm on cloud 10. I don't know what cloud 10 is, but I'm there and I'm happy to be there. And, uh, you know, there's quite a fortunate thing here for the listeners because we did start recording this and we had a a two minute long chat about vegan cheese. And then you realised you hadn't pressed record at your end. So um, it's subconscious, you know, subconscious sort of effort to rid the world of uh, inane chat about vegan cheese that not only did I not participate in, but no one actually wants to hear or talk about. But uh, apparently... But uh, I'm sure it's good. Vegan cheese is good and it's available in all supermarkets. Yeah. Um, so the, the last time you recorded a podcast, it was you and Tom got together and you watched the um, Saints Derby FA Cup replay together and recorded that. Um, yeah. And it's it's quite a different uh, podcast. So listening back to it, it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's you went from kind of like optimism to despair, which I think pretty much reflects <laughs> the life of a typical... Um, you know, Saints supporter. Yeah, it's, um, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's a great one to have a little listen back to. Um, very fun and uh, you know quite tongue cheek. Yeah, and it, it's it's yeah. quite it's quite a dangerous thing, I think, recording with Tom in that sort of situation because we did that with a Chelsea game, and then someone yeah. uh, wrote in to the to the podcast. Uh, they emailed saintsfcpodcast at gmail dot com and told us that uh, Tom Parker becomes like Donald Trump um, after a few beers. <laughs> But um, did, did he manage to avoid the, the Trumpian um hey, Do you know, um, well, the thing is, I was, uh, tr- in, in a bizarre way, we were commentating towards the end when it did start to get a little Trumpian, if, if that's the sort of word you can use nowadays. It, it, it was a live thing where I was, I was, I was sort of co-commentating and, and Tom was just berating left, right and centre, you know, whoever stepped up, he's going to miss, he's going to miss. And, and to be fair, Redmond did miss, but obviously because he missed, then I suppose both of us tended to think, cast aside all his previous efforts of the entire, you know, 60 minutes or whatever he was on the pitch for. But I mean, it's just one of those things. Isn't it? Live, like, I've never done a, a live podcast recording of a penalty shootout before. So I think anybody out there should just go and listen to it for the sheer value of um, random fun, I suppose. And, uh, just to to stay on the the Trump theme, I've just realised that the beer that I'm drinking right now is called Mr. President, and it's described mm. as a 
defiant double IPA. What does that mean? It means it's 9.2%. So um, You're drinking a 9.2% beer? I mean, it's Tuesday night. Why the hell not? Well, can I can I shock you? Yeah. I'm drinking a white wine from Tesco that barely reached the £7 mark. And... Um, it's disgusting. But there you go. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's delicious. I was like, great. <laughs> what? No, it's it, it's fine. I, I feel like I'm drinking gasoline, and I feel guilty for drinking it. But you know, it's a Tuesday night. Yeah. Oh God, I sound like I sound like Adrian Childs. So, anyway, so, Saints chat and uh, wine recommendations. Right. So I I think we'll skip over the FA Cup game, but let's let's go back yes. to the Saints versus Leicester game. Now that was a it was. I mean, it was a real kind of like roller coaster of emotions, wasn't it? I mean, firstly, yeah. I don't know what you're expecting when you're going away to Leicester. Corpwell has a fantastic record against Saints um, since he's left the, the club. I wasn't particularly expecting us to get anything from this. Mm. Um, but then, you know, we get a, a penalty, one uh, yeah. by Shane Long, who is obviously getting the... Um, you know, whenever Shane Long is announced in the starting lineup, everyone kind of like groans on Twitter. There's this kind of collective hashtag Saints FC groan, and all these people go, Oh, yeah. he hasn't scored for ages, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, yeah. Shane Long was fantastic in that game, and he won that penalty really, really well. Yeah, and I think it's, I, I pick up on your point there about the collective groan. Now, I think that is, in, in some cases, that is legitimate. You know, we, we all know he works his arse off. I mean, it's pretty safe to say there is no other player within the Premier League that that puts in a shift like Shane does, and that's great. And I, I was I've been on Twitter recently saying, look, I I hope he gets a really good um, if there is such a thing high profile move to a Championship side because he has had a crappy run of form in front of goal, and this this game aside, there's there's nothing to change my mind, but. It, Okay, Leicester, it was it was unbelievable. It was like, um, here you go. Here's the the baton, the you know, the the trusty light of leading the line and you and he absolutely took it. I've never seen I've, look, having said that, 2 years ago Shane Long was unbelievable and you know, in 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 a in a lineup that was more or less untouchable. And right right now you'd say please just carry on doing what you're doing because it doesn't for me, at any rate, it doesn't really seem like we... God, I'm about to say this. I don't think we need to make any transfers with, with Shane if he carries on doing what he's doing. But um, in terms of his his goals, uh, yeah, you were right, man. Like that penalty that he won, that's just... I mean, it's beautiful, isn't it? Because he, he just... He bought it. He, that defender completely bought it, you know. And, and Shane Long, total freaking professional. And and then, obviously, that the second that I, I'm... I'm I'm going to say it's probably not going to go in unless Schmeichel puts his hand out. I don't know. Um, I think it had a bit of a whip on it. I think it would have snuck in the inside paste. I, I'm with the dubious yeah, goals panel here. I, I, I'm crediting to that to that. Shane Long. You no, know, okay. Fair, fair play. Because I've, we've all seen Shane do that in, in the past. Like his right foot, he scored some absolute sensational goals. That one against Aston Villa, uh, I believe, where we won 4-0 or 4-1. My God. You know, that was a freaky, amazing goal. So, look, he is... He's been a shadow of himself, but welcome back, Shane. Welcome back. And uh, I think, you know, the uh, Leicester performance just goes to demonstrate that, okay, maybe he won't be the first name on the team sheet when, you know, Obafemi and Long 
uh, sorry, and um, Ings and Austin are all are all fit. Um, you know, and you've got Gallagher coming in, coming in on the wings there. But Shane Long offers something different. And uh, you know, I always hark back to that wonderful Boxing Day when we beat Arsenal four nil with Ronald Koeman. And Shane Long isn't a different player from that. He keeps himself fit. He keeps himself athletic. And I think in the right situation, he can be the kind of person that bullies defence. Um, yeah. Uh, bullies defenses and and gets you know results and whether that's winning a penalty yeah. whether that's kind of creating havoc whether that's tiring them out and creating opportunities for a strike partner or as against Leicester actually getting a goal himself and, and winning a penalty himself I, I just yeah. think he's a really really valuable squad player you know he well, may yeah, not always I'm... be on the team sheet but I, I think he's a useful person to have you know for those times when when you need Shane Long and he made uh, Mendy looked like an it is Mendy isn't it the the Leicester <laughs> yeah, City yeah. defender he had a total yeah. nightmare I mean if you're going to look yeah. at the player ratings for that game which I haven't but you know perhaps I should have seen as I've brought it up but you know Shane Long's <laughs> going to be getting a nine out of ten and Mendy's going to be getting like a three out of ten yeah and and I think you do have to credit where credit's due you know the, the system that Harson Hootle has I mean he's I suppose in a way it's sort of like a bit makeshift at times and he's just making the best of a bad situation. But he's lucky because he's got players that have the remnants there, at least a remnants of a squad that have played under pressing systems, under systems like Koeman and not so much Pochettino, obviously. But I mean, it's there. And, And Shane has, he's got such quality but for some reason, it it just hasn't shown, and obviously there are probably there's probably a, a, an entire podcast we could do on why Shane Long hasn't been doing what he's been doing in the past, and where we are, you know, why we are where we are. But but for me, if if I'm honest, I want to say, I st- oh, Jesus Christ, this is terrible to say it, but I still think Shane needs to move on in the summer because. I, I I think we need a killer there. I think we need someone who's just like uh, Paulson, Timo Werner down in Leipzig. A, a, we need a, a dynamic duo out of you know, and and I think we can get that. Um, and I think we can actually possibly make some money off Shane Long. Oh God, this is such a bad rabbit hole to go down. I feel like I'm going to basically incur the wrath of an awful lot of Saints fans. But I I think we need to you know be respectful, but also basically call it for what it is. He's a great player, but. I don't think we could. I don't. I don't think there's much future for him, to be honest. Really, I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm going to say I totally disagree, and I'm going to do in my defence of Shane Long. So, in defence of Shane Long, look at the last managers that we've had: Hughes, mm. Pellegrino, Puel. None of them were playing kind of attacking, pressing football, the kind of football that Shane Long is going to shine under. Um, and you look at Cummins last season with Saints, and how well Shane Long did in that. He got. Uh, well over 10 goals in the Premier League that season the second mm. half of the season um, he was great my Liverpool uh, supporting uh, friend you know obviously with all the jokes of kind of oh, which Southampton player are we going to get next you know he's, he always he had yeah. Shane Long kind of earmarked as the next person that Saints should sell to Liverpool because he, yeah, can, you know, he, he can see the value of that and I, I just yeah. I definitely think you know don't no way get rid of him this January. See what he can do in the last half of the season under Harsen Hooter before yeah. you write him off. Because I think this manager, this system, this approach to football, I think Shane Long is going to be um, uh, maybe not necessarily the perfect fit because he hasn't shown that he's got the finishing prowess that he had in that last mm. season again, uh, under Koeman. But I think he's got a job that he can do for us. 
Yeah, I mean, I like I like this chat because I think it is it. I, I I'm not deliberately trying to be controversial, and I think you raise a really interesting point there because we've had two managers that have completely well, three managers that have completely failed to sort of highlight his um, yeah, you know, his qualities. And and I'm will I'm I'm of course you know I, I'm willing to change my mind on this. I just feel at the moment I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, gosh, God, I hate hating on players. I don't hate him. I love him to pieces. Jesus wept. It's just I think over the past sort of two two and a half seasons, maybe a move for him where he is the star man at a lower division where he really rattles them in. Maybe that will work for him. Maybe. I, I I hope he's just got a part to play with, with Saints. I mean, going back to that Saints-Leicester game as well, I mean, Shane Long got that, that goal, um, you know, after we'd already taken the lead with the James Ward-Prowse penalty, which was, you know, very oh, kind of firmly put away. Fantastic. What a pen. Um, but also, after Jan Valery picked up his second booking of the game, and, mm. and it's funny, I mean, me and Tom, we have a little bit of a chat on, on WhatsApp and we all, I mean, Tom was saying that he reckoned that Jan Valery has had a sending off in him ever since his first appearance for Saints. And then, really? And then we saw that sending off. I, I think mainly it's just his youthful enthusiasm. Um, he's got a bit of that, you know, moody French kind of bubbling <laughs> under the surface that, you know, je ne sais quoi, I'm going to take no med from you kind of stuff. That's um, beautiful. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to get you to do your Hasenhutl impression, but, you know, I think... Get to the chopper. <laughs> I, I, I do think Jan Valery's got a bit of a mean streak about him. And okay, well, I, I've completely lost it because I, I genuinely don't recognise this mean streak okay. at all. So, you know, please carry on. I mean, feel free to, you know, but I mean, I don't mind a bit of spice, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think we can all, I think we can all sort of um, identify a bit of spice in the Premier League as a bit of a exciting thing. You know, remember when players used to get a bit heated up and excited, you know. And when, remember and Franny Benali, bloody hell. Oh, I mean, that's a different league, though. That's more like an atomic bomb, some of his challenges. Um, legend. Legend, Yeah, of absolutely legend. And I guess what, what's interesting is that Saints don't do particularly well with 2-0 leads. You know, we saw that with the Derby game, both Derby games in the FA Cup. We've seen it countless t- times um, under the Mark Hughes era of us throwing away two-goal leads. Um, yeah. Yet somehow we managed to hang on and... Although we've had two situations with with Harsen Hutel where we have given away two goal leads, um, you know, very recently, yeah. At least in this game, we we, we didn't do that. And did no. you did you see a certain amount of resolve in the Saints team that you know? Okay, whilst they haven't totally got rid of the throwing away a two goal lead, they have they have shown that they can at least do it. Um, and they did it against Leicester. And despite, mm. you know, a total onslaught. I mean, if if I read some of the stats, and this is the across the whole 90 minutes, but in the second half, it was even more heavily weighted towards Leicester. Leicester had 23 shots in that game. They had 72% possession. They <laughs> yeah. completed 552 passes compared to our 227 um, yeah. with an 80% pass accuracy. And it was just, you know, a total onslaught um, from well, them. Yeah. And somehow we managed to hold on, despite considering the 58 minutes, uh, 58 minute which you know gave us a good um you know well over half an hour plus stoppage time to uh to hold on yeah but i think what we have to remember here is that we are 
not we are where we are, but certainly w- what we've inherited. You know, Harsen Hootel still having to to fight the good fight. I mean, any God, I don't give a crap about pass percentages and passes completed. We won, and at the moment, that for me is is beautiful. You know, and and to be frank, you know, we've. We've just come out of the summer. Well, not just come out of the summer, but you know, five six months ago, we've come out of watching England hanging on in matches, or uh, especially against Colombia, and it was wonderful and and moving and so emotional. And I've got to say, you know, I know we're we're doing Leicester, but well, no Leicester as well. It was it was emotional um, having that back. You know that Jesus, this we've yeah we've 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 taken it you know we really had to have our backs against the wall and we've taken a right beating but we've come out the other side and that's a that's a, that's what we want that's a beautiful thing and that belief that he's given us i i mean i can't remember this is gonna sound terrible i can't remember the midfield um i know we were minus heiberg so i'm guessing it was romu and um james war prowse in the middle but th- there was just, just a completely different like identity for to, to some of those players, you know, get the ball, look up, pass forward, get the ball, look up, forward. We all go as one, and yeah, when we went down to ten, it was it was different. But when you know, the one thing about drawing nil nil against Chelsea is it gave us this confidence to then see out what half an hour as um, as ten men against Leicester at home, and it was wonderful. I mean, it was. God, it got, it got bloody ridiculously nerve-wracking, as again it did against Everton. But, I mean, bring bring it on, John. Bring it the hell on. And um, so I, I think kind of in that, like, fighting off the Alamo, you know, the that kind of resolve that, that led to us winning the game and, and ultimately holding on. Um, I mean, we could... Uh, I think Shane Long is a certain, you know, uh, nomination for man of the match in that game, but what about mm. Jan Bednarek as well? Well, he's phenomenal. I'm, I'm not. I am blown away. I, I think actually it's really funny. If, it, it's. I'm. I'm. I'm finding it hard to find the words because some of the challenges that he made, the last ditch, prof, like beyond professional, they were like angelic interceptions that that, that make Italians, you know, cry with joy. I, you're off. You're off the sofa, pounding your fists, clapping as as hard as you, as you possibly can, as if you just scored. You, you know, a match-winning goal. This this guy was nowhere, absolutely nowhere. And now, and and you've got Tom Parker of this very podcast saying, you know, we've got um, internationals galore in this team. What's going on? And and now we, we've got. Bednarek, a World Cup um, international, and he's showing exactly why the freaking hell we we put we bought him in the first place. It was absolutely majestic. I mean, honestly, I was talking about some top six teams. They're going to be looking at Bednarek. You know, bloody hell, we'll probably end up selling to Liverpool in the summer if he carries on the way he is oh right God. now. Can you imagine but Bednarek he's... and Virgil Van Dijk in the same defence? <laughs> I mean, stop it, stop it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited about Bednarek. I think it's just another signing. I mean, honestly, it really does. James Ward Prowse feels like a new signing to me. Um, and Shane Long felt like a new signing. I know I've, I've you know, I've got sort of slight um, queries around him, but certainly, and yeah, Bad- Bednarek, unbelievable at the moment. And and well done for highlighting that, actually, mate, because I, I 
you know, it's hard. There's so much positivity going around St. Mary's at the moment. It's hard to sort of, um, it's easy to forget rather, you know, how, how many wonderful individuals there are right now. Yeah. And uh, I guess, you know, the, the thing with Benray is I just couldn't understand how he ended up on, on the sidelines at the start of this season because, okay, Fair enough. You know, when we signed him from uh, was it Poznan Lecce in, in Poland for what a fee of about five million pounds, which in the Premier League is is pretty small fry. Um, I mean, I would still like to have five million pounds in my bank account. I'd love to know what that feels like. But um, I'd love to know what you do with five million quid. To be honest, um, I, well, I probably wouldn't buy a football player. I'd probably like focus and get in the house, maybe. And then, don't be know. so selfish. Yeah. Why wouldn't you give it to Saints? Um, but. You know, so towards the end of last season, he was looking great. The, the appearances he had were fantastic. He scored a goal. Mm. He was looking solid. Yeah, a little bit raw, but certainly, you know, like a player that could definitely step up and become a really, really solid player. You know, buckets and buckets of potential. Hell yeah. Goes Hell to yeah. the World Cup. By all accounts, has a fantastic World Cup. I mean, how many Saints players have gone to the World Cup and had a man of the match performance and scored a goal in a World Cup? Um, I won't tell you the answer Yoshi. to that, but I'll just say not Yoshi many. Was, Yoshi was amazing. And then, you know. Yeah. And it, it's funny to now be kind of thinking like, wow, actually Bednarek and Yoshi in the center of defense together would, li- you know, <laughs> looks like a, a, a dream team. And it's, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I understand with Saints, we've still not got to the point where we can only trust, you know, having two center backs and we still have the, the three across the back. But, um, mm. yeah, it, it just made no sense that when Bednarek came back from that wonderful World Cup, World Cup that he just wasn't getting in the side and then yeah, I mean I should we deal with the, the transfer news that we've we've had this week at this yeah, point because, yeah, sure. because obviously Mark Hughes preferred Wesley Hoot and then today Wesley Hoot um, has uh, announced that he's moving to Celta Vigo with a, a loan and an option to buy at the end of the season and you know yeah. he, he's stating that he's quite confused you know he doesn't understand why he's been dropped and why why he's been let go yeah I mean I don't know what Hassan Hootel's um, viewers of the player, but it's, it's it's clearly not good if he's getting rid of him so quickly. Because again, with Wesley, who I thought there was a decent defender in there, he seemed to be yeah, very I mean, very prone to mistakes, and, and perhaps he just can't <laughs> deal with having someone who's prone to mistakes in the squad at this time. Yeah, and I think that's the one. What I can, oh geez, you know, I I think I can safely say that. You know, Hughes, obviously, we're not fans of Mark Hughes. We're not fan of Puel. We're not fan of, you know, blah, blah, blah. All the all the managers, blah, blah. But who definitely didn't work at Saints? I don't know what the hell it was. Obviously, he kicked ass at Lazio. Fantastic. But just didn't work at Saints. And sometimes you just it just doesn't work. And there's no hidden agenda. I don't think there's any malice, you know, or spite. Like, oh, you know... Backroom, backroom, sort of bitching or what have you. I just don't think it worked for for um, Hoy at all. And and I think why? Because we saw it. We saw it with our own bloody eyes. You know, he made some howlers. He made too many howlers. And you look at um, Vestergaard. You know, he was making some bloody howlers. I mean, that one against Cardiff. But then, you know, I suppose that was. Is Harson who in charge for Cardiff? I don't think yeah, he really was, well, but he kind I mean, of was. Been there yeah, for like a day or two, hadn't he? At that point. But but, but look, he's excelled now, you know. And and Harsel Hoot, oh man, Jesus, come on, you and I, everyone out out there listening, we've got our trust in him. And if and if Harsen Hoot was looking at Hoot, going, look, man, sorry, you know, you're gonna have to move on right now. Then uh, it's time. It's t- it's good, and it's it's good. You know, we need to get rid of players, right? 
Yeah, I, I, I guess we've got a bloated squad and, um, you know, we do have a lot of central defenders. I mean, obviously, we've got uh, Yoshi away um, mm. at the Asian Cup. Doing really well moment. in the Asian Cup yeah. as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll have him back before long. So, I, I suppose, you know, we, we've dealt with Wesley Hu. I wish him well. Um, I don't really get why everyone is totally slating him. Uh, yeah, I don't the, get it either. You know, the... I don't think he ever did anything. Well, I mean, actually, I was going to say, I don't think he's ever done anything to upset people. But actually, he has blocked a lot of Saints fans on Twitter, which I've seen people kind of, kind of <laughs> copied that. But, you know, let's, let's, yeah. let's all grow up. We're all, you know, we're all adults here. Um, you know, <laughs> well, he, some of us, He, yeah. he wasn't, you know, he, he never played badly for Saints on purpose. We're not talking Bruce no, Grobelar stuff not. here. Um, and, you know, let's move on. Let's wish him well. I hope he does well. Um, for yeah, good, good luck to the guy. And uh, yeah, I, fine. I mean, anybody who's playing for Saint played for Saints for me. I always have fond memories of. Like, I don't really anybody that was a success or near success or whatever medium. You've played for the greatest club in the world. Good luck. Carry on. You know, we'll we'll see you. You might come and play us against us against us in the future. One one love, man. One love. Yeah, and then if we're going to talk about some love for a couple of players that have left in this transfer window as well. Um, Stephen Davis and Manolo oh God, Gabbiadini. Yeah. Um, mm. Can I press you for your best memories of those two players, or we did a little Stephen bit? Stephen Davis' first goal when we when he when we came up against Man City. Um, I nearly, I, I, my heart palpitated. I mean, ge- genuinely, I was, I couldn't, I couldn't work out how. And we, what we've just come up, you just scored against Man City. Stephen Davis, absolutely beautiful goal. Uh, and it was a beautiful thing. I just it gave us so much so much belief, you know. It was so much belief from then on. And it was ages before we won a match under Nigel, and then, but it didn't. I didn't care. I don't know about you, but I mean, it's going back a few years. But I I knew we were going to get there. So Stephen Davis, that goal against Man City away um, for me, and uh, Gabby again the goal against Swansea. Yeah. I mean, simple as that. It kept us up. I mean, freaking heck, you know. I mean, it, I, I'm not. I don't know. I mean, what system he would have worked in, whether we're stupid for getting rid of him. It wasn't, you know, we're talking about Shane Long and him not working under various managers and now it's he's firing under Harsenhutl. Maybe, you know, would have worked for Gabby, but Harsenhutl doesn't think so. And I'm with him on that one. I don't think it would have worked. But yeah, that goal, obviously, we were all in the pub together in London Bridge when, when Gabby scored that. And I mean, my skeleton nearly left my skin. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I was just like... God Almighty! That was, we all just met a bunch of random Saints fans in that pub, and it was a mad, magical night. So thanks, that's th- thanks to Gabby for that one. So uh, I'm going to give you my best Stephen Davis and best Gabby. Yeah, and, um, and John, memories. what are your favourite Stephen Davis moments? <laughs> um, well, I, I'll go for different ones. Um, Stephen Davis, my favourite Stephen Davis memory is the brace. Um, against Tottenham Hotspur at White Hart mm. Lane, which was <laughs> the last time they lost at White Hart Lane. Oh, there you um, go, mate. And so that, and that's been a long time now. I mean, obviously, the fact they haven't paid, played in White Hart Lane for a little while now has, yeah, has, has, made, like has made, that, uh, made that stat last longer. But, I mean, that was just fantastic. And that was in that great season under Koeman. Tottenham had, uh, you know, lost the title to Leicester and then we just really <laughs> stuck the knife in. And there's nothing <laughs> quite like being an away fan, you know, sat in the away end of a crowd <laughs> like that and just kind of 
just reveling in the yeah, in the pain of all the uh, of all the Tottenham yeah. fans, and Stephen Davis yeah. totally led the charge and, and getting two goals in that game, absolutely fantastic. I, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Like, loads and loads Good of for fun, you. and um, beautiful moments. You know, you've chosen the Gabby goal against Swansea, which you know what's that's like the hundred and fifty million pound goal, isn't it? You, it it's the well, one it is, that kept it, us in the yeah. Premier League, and and nobody can ever say that was a bad signing because ultimately, what Gabby did for Saints is he scored in some really, really seminal Southampton moments. And, and if, mm. you know, if in 30 years' time we're sat around in the pub going, oh, do you remember back in the day when we first started recording the podcast and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Manolo Gabbiadini is going to be one of the players that we mentioned. And yeah, yeah, you you're know, right, man, you're right. That goal that kept us up against Swansea, but also his hat-trick in the League Cup final at Wembley, which was just wonderful. Um Beautiful, you know, beautiful. stolen by the line, eh? Yeah, the hat trick, beautiful, and the cup. But you know, I, we, I think that's, we all know yeah, who me, won yeah. that league cup, and it was you know Manolo Gabbiadini and his hat trick, and, and that half time at Wembley with all the Saints fans on their feet, you know, mm. singing, uh, <laughs> you know, for Gabbiadini. It was just that, that day was just fantastic, and you know, such a shame yeah, that we, Zlatan reared his ugly head and. The line I messed it all up, but you know. But no, I mean it's interesting that you know, yeah. I mean we're talking about players going out and and we're you know honouring their their um not their yeah their memory but their work and yeah. If it wasn't for Gabby, then it's arguable that we wouldn't even be where we are now no. because there's no way Hasenhut was coming to a Championship side. And no, we, we'd probably be languishing in the middle of the championship going, God, we really should have got Bielsa in, shouldn't we? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Fence, fence wire cutters. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get some of those involved. Oh, man, you've got me all emotional thinking about these matches now. God, I've, I'm casting my mind back to Thailand when I was um, watching that match on some really crappy reception. Uh, uh, God, that was, that was an amazing match that was. God. Anyway, anyway. So sh- should we move on to Saints versus Everton? At, yeah, at let's the weekend? do it. Um, yes. I mean, what were your expectations going into this game? Because I know, you know, we spoke not too long ago, um, yeah. you know, before Hazen Hutter was, was manager and we were chatting about how, you know, Saints score and you don't even celebrate anymore. You don't even get excited. Have you now reached the point where you can get excited about Saints scoring, Saints taking the lead? Not yet. Not no. Yet. <laughs> You're still damaged. Damaged goods. Oh, no. <laughs> I think you've got to be realistic about these things, John. I think, you know, it's, I mean, Jesus Christ, man. You know, that James Ward Prowse goal, of course, it was absolutely beautiful, you know, sensational. To see James Ward Prowse doing that, um, 24 years old, finally, it might be that. Oh, he's just sprinkled the magic dust in the right place, Arsene Hootel, because he is a player transformed, you know. I mean, he is also versatile, you know. He can help out Valerie when he when he's being um, swamped. And and then he can also be a dynamic heads-up, forward-passing, amazing, you know, part of the ball. Um, and I, I, I just think where where we are right now, who's next? Do you, do you know what I mean? Like who who's next to be transformed? For example, when Bertrand comes back, but um, no, it's exciting. It's exciting times, and that that result, I, yeah, I'd say maybe I was thinking two nil Saints. I yeah, I think I predicted it on another podcast. I was saying 
two nil Saints or two two one or no 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 I said one all I I will yeah I, I will be honest here so I think I said one all which um I, you know I mean it's not too far from the truth I think you know that that uh, you know I mean how how did you see it going anyway well I mean cautiously optimistic I suppose I mean I I feel like we tend to do quite well against Everton in Southampton and very very badly against Everton at Goodison Park um I thought you know I think last season you know pretty much uh, what one of two home victories was against Everton um so I it's weird. I mean, history shouldn't really have much to play, but for some reason, those those things do. Um, mm. But I mean, just going back to James Ward-Prowse, when did he make his debut for the Saints? Was it when he was like 16 years old, 17 years yeah, old? Yeah, he was tiny. He's yeah, like, he was, he, he's, he, he's 24 now. So let's say he was 16. That's eight years we've seen James Ward-Prowse in and around um, the Saints' first team squad, you know, mm. loads of those appearances have been substitute substitute appearances, but you know he's played a lot of games for Southampton Football Club, and in mm. that goal that he scored, I think we saw something in James Will Prowse that we have not seen ever before. It was that yeah. guile. It was the fight. He won the mm. second ball. He was all over it. He was positive. He ran towards the goal, and he just lashed it home. I mean. I mean, does James Ward Prowse even know that he had that in his locker? I mean, surely there there was an element of him that obviously that knew that, and something with. I mean, I'd love to know the conversation that Harson Hootle and Jimmy Ward Prowse have had because over the past few weeks, because I I've never seen James Ward Prowse do that. I mean, that's probably an exaggeration. I probably have, but my memory's terrible. But in recent years, certainly not. You know, and and it's that conversation. What, Ever the hell mm. that entailed? It is God Almighty. It's 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 working miracles right now. Yeah, I, it's just just absolutely wonderful to to hear. And you know, Saints fans, do write in. Let us know. Have we seen that from James Will Prowse before in nearly um, a decade of football of Southampton? James, what's Ward the email address, John? It's saintsfcpodcast at gmail dot com. We're obviously also at Twitter at saintsfcpodcast. Do feel free to kind of get in contact that way as do well. Do it, do it, do it. But um, so there we are. One nil up um, yes. in the second half. Um, not too long afterwards, Nathan Redmond is marauding towards the goal. Nathan Redmond, <laughs> another player transformed. And um, I don't think we can give all the credit to Harsen Hootel. It started clicking yeah. as in like he's now started to score goals. But mm. Redmond has been the one shining light the whole way through the season. It's great to see him starting to get his reward. But this Absolutely. Lucas Digne own goal, well, I mean, fantastic, <laughs> wasn't it? What a finish. <laughs> yeah, good well, distance. Is that the best own goal we've seen at St. Mary's since John Arnaurisa's, um goal for us uh, in that game against Liverpool? God, nearly probably, well, what, 15 years ago now? Well, to be fair, like that, I genuinely thought that that was just Nathan Redmond scoring a cheeky goal like yeah. I mean it, it, it's a, the weirdest disguised own goal but uh, you know I love I love the I, I don't know the mystery that some of these own goals conjure up you know is it is it not is it his is it you know and it, yeah he was wonderful but he was in the right place at the right time and just deserts and I'll, I'll I'll call out or mention Tom Parker again from this parish because he predicted once Shane uh, sorry Shane once Nathan gets one he'll get a whole basket and I th- I think he's on his way here and Tom was 
bang on on that prediction because he he's unstoppable, you know, and his bloody energy is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, you know, he played in the FA Cup and put in a hell of a shift and and then he's just coming out again a few days later and oh my god he is the difference it's like you said man he is the shining light and that sorry (laughs) no i was just gonna say that's all on his that's all on his own merit as well because he he was the one that went over to america and sorted his shit out you know and and there aren't enough players that do that and he certainly did so hats off yeah i mean lays and lays of credit to um to, to Nathan Roman and a little bit of credit to Tom Parker for calling it that once he got his goal <laughs> he would start getting them um, you know despite yeah. that not officially being his goal he obviously did incredibly well against Derby in the uh, in, in the draw that we had against him you know despite that penalty miss but um, <laughs> yeah you know, he, never mind he, he has been fantastic you know for, for Saints once again um, James Ward-Prowse was he your man of the match for that game I I think he has to be. Yeah. I think it's as simple as that. I think he has to be. I mean, he, yeah. And I think this is the general warmth that James Ward-Prowse is giving us all right now. Um, I mean, he's probably going to be the man of the match for the next, the next one, just basically because of how much warmth he's generating in my heart. <laughs> um, you know, I, yeah, why not? Freaking hell. It's just so wonderful to see midfielders g- receiving the ball one touch head up pass you know it's it's mad to think that and I mean I I know and we've got Crystal Palace coming up but I think with our I mean I saw them pressing who did they lose against this weekend it was like 4-3 I've forgotten now um, um some team from it, up north somewhere that were red I think one, yeah. one of those yeah. lot but they for this their first goal they outpressed the press yeah. it was absolutely amazing it was against Liverpool wasn't it yeah it was absolutely sensational. And for my money, there are two teams in the Premier League at the moment that are pressing better than anyone. And that's Southampton and Crystal Palace. But they don't seem to get the rub of the... Not the rub of the green. They just haven't got what it is. I don't know what it is that Palace have and haven't got. But we are pressing like machines at the moment. And it's really... It's working. And my only fear is that, you know, people like Jimmy or Romeo, they'll they'll get found out. Um, but... Do you know what? That's just me being negative. I just think at the moment, James Ward-Prowse, man of the match. James Ward-Prowse, man of the match for the next match and the next match. There we go. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I think we do have to deal with, uh, you know, we went 2-0 up. We held on um, again this time. So it's two Premier yeah. League games in a row that we've won and two Premier League games in a row that we went 2-0 up. Not quite managed to see it out with the um, the, the clean sheet. Um, no. You know, that is obviously because Sigurdsson was playing against us and he loves to score against well, us. Of course, of course. Um, Some so generosity. You know, he, he wouldn't be denied. Thankfully, he only got that goal in the 91st minute. And you thought by that point, oh, this is done and dusted. You know, what, there's four Yikes. minutes of added time. You know, they're, Standard. Okay, they've got time, you know, maybe one more attack, maybe you know, two more attacks that push. Where the hell did that eight minutes come from? I mean, well, seriously, what is the referee yeah. trying to do for my for my health? My heart I cannot take <laughs> this. Yeah, <laughs> Saints cannot defend a lead for eight minutes of added time, especially when we've had four minutes up in here. I, I, yeah, I need to call that. What was going on there? Well, no one knows. I, I, I still don't. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I Genuinely, it got to the point where you know what you what you're saying there is you know two we're two nil up, 
oh, it's two one. When's the second? You know, when it's when's it going to be two all? Yeah, and and it's it's almost like the ref sort of off the manual. He's like you know, before the match starts, he's is been it, given the manual by it, the it, Saints. He's gone rogue. <laughs> he's oh gone. He, he just said right. Well, opposition they generally come to Southampton. Southampton score two, and and then the opposition win, and. If you don't, you know, basically just keep playing the match until the opposition score because that's what Saints do. But um, no, even with eight minutes of injury time, I mean, there, there, um, there we still hung out there. a few years ago, and I can't remember which referee it was. But genuinely, his watch stopped, and I think after about twelve minutes of added time, like someone <laughs> just it's just like, hang on a second, you know, what? and then he realised what had happened. But I mean, <laughs> it, it seemed like that. I mean, I, I, I guess the reason we've probably not had an explanation is because in the end, it didn't affect the outcome of the game. But it's bullshit. I mean, That's what it is. It's just many, plain how, and simple. How many years, uh, you know, collectively of all the Saints fans' lives have been reduced by having all of those extra minutes in that, uh, oh uh, that added God. time? I mean, my heart it's... was definitely put through the, through the you know, I don't know what 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 a heart's put through, but anyway, it's put through a whatever hearts colon, are put through. A colander of time, yeah, something being like pushed that. Pushed through a colander of time. God, that's abstract. But no, I I I don't I don't understand where some of these reps. For me, what pisses me off is like a, an automatic five minutes in five minutes of injury time. Wherever the freaking hell the ref decides to get it from, or, or whoever, it's always five minutes. And why? Like, it's beyond me. And then eight minutes. Oh, God almighty. But you know what? Screw it. Because it could have been half an hour. We would have held out. You know, we're we're the Austrian. We're the Austrian army right now. We're going to do this shit. Don't don't worry about it, guys. Yeah. And I, I suppose, you know, let's let's look forward now. So we, we've got yes, through that let's. game. Um, we've got Palace next. I mean, you, you're saying that you reckon they're one of the best pressing teams in the Premier League. Well, they've really got something going at the moment. I mean, not at the moment. I think they're just... They're not going down. Um, they're just such an interesting team. Seriously, anyone who's actually interested in... Just watch watch back with detail. Like, some, the the game against Liverpool on Match of the Day or whatever. They, absolutely. Their first goal is one of the best goals I've seen this in the in the Premier League this season. It It's what I said. They're out outpressed the press in such a beautiful way it was like jesus fucking christ if city score that anyone else it's goal of the month it, it's a beautiful goal and we have to be careful you know we can't just go at it hammering tongs or whatever against against palace i think i think a measured approach is is in order here because they know that you know it's not like the they're super duper. Know what they're doing? My God, it's Crystal Palace. It 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 really is a case of just they they could easily they could easily do us. Yeah, you I, know. I mean, Palace are an interesting side, aren't they? Like, I mean, they yeah. They, you they, never know what you're going to get. No, I mean, they can lose at home to Watford, and then they can also take Liverpool, who are you know leading the Premier League, pretty close and. I, I guess with Palace, they have quite a lot of players that are quite similar to Saints. Mm. You know, they've they've got um, uh, like Andros Townsend. I think, you know, Andros Townsend and Nathan Redmond, they're players that blow hot and cold. You know, they have good yeah. form. They have bad form. You know, they, they could potentially be England players when they're doing really well. They're nowhere yeah. near the England squad when they're doing badly. Um, you've yeah. got like Zaha, who is a force of oh, nature. 
Yeah, he can um, be a fo- yeah, he can be a real force. Yeah, and but then things quite often just don't click for them, mm. and for no, n- not necessarily for any sort of rhyme or reason. I mean, they have like Benteke just a scoring yeah. record, you know, which just is unfathomable for the man who we've seen in the past be one of the best strikers in the Premier League. Um, and so, so they are an odd side. Um, we're I think we're level pegging with them in the table, aren't we now at the moment? I yeah, think it's, yeah. I mean, it's all down to goal difference really at the moment. But I think, to be fair, I'm not really fussed. Like, I, I think, I think it's 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 just it's just the same old, same old. Mm. I, I, I the, the problem is we're playing so many teams now, and we're beating. Jeez, I can't believe I'm about to say this. We're beating so many teams now, yeah. in and in around us that. I'm gonna just be confident about this. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say we're gonna do it because I. I believe that we will. I believe if we can turn around Shane Long's fortunes and we can turn around Ward Prowse's fortunes, then I think we've got enough going for us. And I think it's time to start believing that we're gonna. I think we're not quite out of it yet. Obviously, we're not quite out of it yet. But I. I, I think it's time to start looking looking up yeah and this this is perfect opportunity to to put that into action not not just a perfect opportunity for us to win the game i'm not talking about points here i'm talking about as supporters for us to start being this is opportunistic you know this is our chance to go right we're going to beat them we are going to get three points against crystal palace job done you know and i think that's fine i think we can start affording that sort of level of optimism how do you how do you feel john i mean i I'm, i don't know if i'm necessarily like the, I, I'm feeling optimistic. I don't, I don't see us getting relegated this season with Harson Hootel in charge. I just cannot see it. Uh, I mean, and if you take the four victories that he's had in his uh, eight games as Southampton manager, one of those mm. is against Arsenal. They are yep. fifth in the division. One of those is against Leicester. They're ninth in the in the division. Everton are eleventh. Um, you know, and, and Everton before we beat them, they were in the. Uh, pretty much in the in the top half of the table. So that's three teams in the top half of the table that we've now dispatched under yeah. Harsenhutl. Um Obviously, we lost to Cardiff, but you know whether you can say that had no, anything no, to it him or count. not. You know, I, I don't think so. I mean, we got that great draw against um, Chelsea. Um, you know, and there's been a couple of iffy results in there as well, which is yeah. you know that's going to happen with with teething problems, but. Crystal Palace are certainly in the bracket of teams that we can beat. And oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, if we get another three points, we're starting to move ourselves out of the clubs that are immediately being talked about in relegation trouble. And we start getting ourselves more towards, you know, that kind of mid-table section from, you know, Watford but down John, to if, Bournemouth. If we beat Crystal Palace, then Harsenhutl's getting manager of the month. Yeah. And... Apart There's from Oligan no Solskjaer, who's won every game. Okay, yeah, fair play. But, I mean, he's got, f- what, f- how many fucking millionaire crazy mm. motherfuckers on his... Sorry, really bad, terrible language. I'll probably start that again. If you don't want me to swear that badly, God, I'll turn into proper sweary pirate Porteous there. I mean, you, um, you have dropped a few swear bombs. I think I'm marking this one out <laughs> as explicit on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, I think, you know, Harsen Hootel, if he beats Palace, then it... For me, he's getting man of the manager of the month for obvious reasons, um, and and obviously he's gonna he's gonna 
get even more love from us because he's beaten a team directly next to us. He's our, you know, these are neighbours that we need to be defeating. And and it, I'm not. I suppose what I'm going to say is, do I care how we win? No, not really. I don't care if if we, you know, if it's an edgy one nil or an edgy two one again. I don't care. It's three points. Let's start thinking about performance and beautiful. Um, passing and moving everything next next season yeah and uh, I mean I know you're saying you don't really care necessarily on this result but if we look at our next three fixtures in the Premier League we've got yeah. Palace who are on the same amount of points as us we've got Burnley who I think what are maybe one point below us um, in the table yeah. and then we've got Cardiff who mm-hmm. I think if we dispatch them then you know, they're that's in it. Doggy. You know, that that's it for them. We're almost mm. getting to the point where I think you could see Palace, Burnley, Southampton, Newcastle start to pull away from from God. the bottom three. But yeah. I mean, you look at those three fixtures, and each one on its own is a game that we could potentially win. I mean, what what yeah. would you be happy with out of those three fixtures? How many points are you looking for Saints to get, or how many points are you expecting us to get? Palace at home, what? Burnley away, Cardiff at home. I think I'd be happy with six points. Yeah, I think. No, I mean, I don't know. God, jeez, Louise. I think maybe five even. You know, I would. I mean, genuinely, I, it, we're being completely. I don't know. We're missing the point if, if we if we ignore the fact that these are Premier League teams. You know, and they've all got a little bit of class in there. You know, it's easy. I know. Obviously, we've 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 definitely got that confidence back and fantastic. But we need to be realistic here. You know, Cardiff can still hold out. Uh, hold out, God! They could, they could be us. You know, who knows? There, we, we, we're not. Problems haven't been completely fixed. But I would like, I can realistically see five points, uh, and anything above that would be an absolute dream. You know, and 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 I think five, even even four, would would still be. I mean, you know, that does draw us back, draw us back because they're all so bloody close around us. So it is, it's still crikey, it's still um, squeaky bum time if we do slip up. But I think five points, yeah, that yeah. as a minimum, that would be exciting, and anything above that would be glorious, seriously glorious. Okay, great. So that's all of those fixtures covered off. What sh- I mean, should we deal with some listener correspondence now? Yeah, you do it. I've got. I've probably got about five minutes before I get into serious trouble because, listeners, what time is it again, John? Uh, it is now eleven p.m. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's let's skip the listener correspondence for this time. Oh no, let's do it quickly. Let's let's have one. Let's have one from a lovely listener. Well, I mean, I had quite an unusual email from Matt Hill, and um, okay, he's just made up some Saints-based transferers. He, he used to work for an, uh, a dodgy news outlet, and he said that they used to make <laughs> up all of their transfer rumors all the time. So Brilliant! Big Excellent. shout out for for Matt Hill, and I, I'm just going to read out um, some of these. Uh, these Saints uh, transfers. Uh, we'll start with the outs. Wesley Hoot and elect yeah. for ten million. It's close, but but no cigar. But Wesley Hoot is out. Sam Gallagher. He's now moved to Aston Villa for a fee of ten million pounds. Um, what? Sorry, how much? Ten million. <laughs> Sam Gallagher. Yeah. Sorry, is that is that a, is that a rumor or an actual thing? No, these are made up transfer rumors that. Oh right, okay. Just, just to set in. Um, I, I was Lina, listening. I just he, he says he's gone to Liverpool for twelve million pounds plus Daniel Sturridge. Now that's an interesting transfer. Oh right, well obviously anything always Daniel Sturridge. Now you've yeah. got to remember that. Um, 
Uh, Fraser Forster has moved to Birmingham City for four million pounds. Okay. And well, uh, Sophie Buffal make... has mm. moved to Newcastle for eight million pounds, but with the deal being completed <laughs> next summer. What, what, what do you make of Matt's transfers there? I think we could probably get more money for Sofiane Buffal, probably going to get less money for Sam Gallagher and Wesley, who he's been farmed out on loan. I think um, Fraser Forster, you know, like, yeah, fine. Buffal's going to stay out on loan and he's going to come come back and Harsten Hootel can have a look at him. Um God, Jesus, I've forgotten the other ones, mate. Uh, Gallagher, that's hysterical. <laughs> I think that's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I think Tom and I, when we did the last podcast, we were looking at him and, you know, God bless, God bless him. Uh, he, took, he looked he looked shocking. Um, I mean, obviously, he needs a little bit more bloody time than to, for, for me to lambast him, but 10 million <laughs> million's pretty good. Um, but, but, yeah, I, I tell you what, though, it's exciting about, the prospect of Buffal coming back yeah. and seeing what Harsen Hootel could do with him because there's a player that along with Carrillo you know yeah, yeah I always felt like we never really tapped into what Carrillo was 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 about and I think it's very short-sighted of us to just say oh yeah you know just didn't fit the system and yeah. he's just too he's just too continental that's you know, we'll see I mean you know could do, be I mean, the, the, William, sorry go on do you want to hear Matt Hill's ins please yeah um, so we've got two players in from Fulham. Rue Fonte for £2 million and Ryan Sessignon for £80 million. But as part of the deal, Matt Target going the other way. Ooh, makes no sense. But yep, fine. Okay. I mean, Sessignon what? Because he was linked to us in the summer. Yeah. Um, and that's probably about it, really. Um, okay. I've got two more from Matt Hill and then that's all his rumours. Ben Gibson. In from Burnley for a fee of nineteen million pounds, new record <laughs> signing. <laughs> oh bless! Um, yeah, sure. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, nowadays it's just the standard, isn't it? Yeah. Nineteen million between think, fifteen and twenty million. Is probably your, your benchmark figure for a Premier League yeah. transfer now, isn't it? Well, apparently so. Especially if they're British, yeah. you know. I mean, that that's just the standard, isn't it? Nowadays. I mean, you look at Elianusi. You know, you wouldn't pay in freaking hell, man. Ten years, not ten years ago, but like. You know, a few years ago, you would have paid three or four million for him and and laughed. You would have even then you would have been insulted. You know, the fact that we paid freaking sixteen odd million quid for him is is oh my god. You yeah. know, so yeah. But I mean, and what about Chris Smalling in from Man United for eight million? I, I think that's that seemed maybe well, the most outlandish of the lot. Oh, I know. I heard Gary Cahill as well, which was hysterical. That yeah. was brilliant. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, fantastic. Um, yeah, why not? I mean, Beck's get Beckham in. I heard <laughs> Beckham might be available. I mean, let's start up a soccer franchise already. I mean, look, look I, I don't think we're going to get anybody in. I, 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 and I wouldn't be that perturbed even if we, if we didn't get anybody in. I, I'm, I'm fine with what he's, what Harsen Hootel's doing now. And frankly, if he can get this, what he's getting out of this lot now, imagine what he's going to get out of them at the summer break. And then a few extra little buys as well. It's exciting times, you know, and the transfer window is a complete load of crap. You really want to go and spend like 20... What do we do with Carrillo? 20 million pounds. Yeah. Uh, no thanks, not in January. You can stick your 
transfer window up your wazoo. Thanks very much, you know. And and anybody that's getting carried away and dreaming about, you know, German wonder kids coming in, forget it, you know, just focus on what we've got now and we will do business in the summer. And I, I strongly believe that we've got a cracking board and we've got a really good set of transfers ahead of us and maybe maybe whoever's out there on twitter can i don't know chip in and tell me i'm wrong yeah and uh speaking of twitter i mean we haven't got time to go through all of your tweets but big shout out to james penton and dan fox and edward marsh um and tony robinson and st mary's pirate whoever that is um <laughs> yeah Scumbag. All, all, all for for tweeting at us um you can find us on twitter at sexsc podcast you can find william porteous blythe at what is it oh sorry that was my cue wasn't yeah, it yeah um it's um at pirate, pirate underscore under- t- s- Go on, you do ST. it. ST. ST, yeah, there we go. Yeah, pirate underscore ST, yes. Um, you can find us tweeting about Saints. But thank you very much for listening in to an optimistic, thank God, uh, podcast, Woo-hoo. Saints FC podcast. Um, I've been John Bailey. That has been the uh, pirate, William. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been a pirate. Yeah, yeah. who are. Thank you to your wife uh, for letting us borrow you for an hour of your precious evening. Um, yeah. Do get in touch, listeners. Saints at gmail.com, at Saints Podcast on Twitter. Um, and, you know, hopefully see you at St. Mary soon. Ciao, ciao. Bye bye. <laughs>